You're now listening to the I Got Fired Last Week podcast, where we discuss the challenges and opportunities around being out of work. If you're feeling lost, overwhelmed, uninformed, or simply uninspired, there's something here for you. I'm your host, Sam Eremaran, and along with my guests, we're here to walk on this journey together. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, how you doing? Pleasure to see you again. This is the I Got Fired Last Week podcast. My name is Samuel Eremaran, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to be here with you. Um, this is episode eight and this week we are going to be speaking on the concept of time time now <laughs> now if you can see me you'll see i did this weird little dance thing forgive me um now i know that when you think of time time is going to sound either um crazy or philosophical depending on how you think about it but i think it's really really important to speak about in redundancy and unemployment and not working because it's the single thing that we feel like we don't have enough time of we don't have enough of <laughs> enough time of <laughs> time is what we feel like we need more of we're just like man i'm running out of time i've been out of I don't know, i've been out of a job for like 10 days i'm running out of time my 40-year career is going to go in the bin if I don't get back into work <laughs> as soon as possible. Um, the moment you get made unemployed, you feel like time is working against you. And every day that you're working, or uh, I mean, every day that you're not working pushes you closer and closer to anxiety. It does. Because if you think about it, anxiety is the fear of the unknown. So the more time goes on, the more and more and more you feel like what you knew there's now a disparity. Now I'm moving deeper and deeper into the unknown. It would have been different if I got back into work after a week, but now I'm six weeks out. Now I'm six months out. Now I'm a year out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, like, so much time has gone. Look at all the time that we've wasted. I'm sure you've probably said that. I'm sure you've probably thought that. I'm sure you've probably heard that. We speak about time so much but we don't usually speak about time. So we're going to do a deep dive on it. Um, I have some talking points on um, some of the things I feel about it, but also some of the things that I've had to experience and go through while I've been in my redundancy journey. And if you remember, I've been in this journey twice. So I feel like I have a lot to say around it. I'll try to keep it brief. I'll try to summarize where possible, but I want to make sure that it's something that you can um, you can empathize with but I also want it to be something you can bear witness with, if that makes sense. I want it to be like, ah, okay. I can appreciate that that was how he thinks about time. Um, <laughs> imagine I've written here, maybe you plan to take three weeks off, but six months have passed and you're still out of work. <laughs> Listen, there is a time when your safety net is no longer safe. There is a time when you're like, man, man, oh man, oh man. And it's interesting because um, I spoke about this. I say everything's interesting because it is. Um, I spoke with one of my friends, her name's Sarah, but I spoke with my friend Sarah a few weeks ago and we were having a conversation about redundancy pay. She actually works in HR. She's 100% going to be on this pod. I'm already even lining it up. Problem is she's international. So I'm just trying to sort out the dates. And um, she was asking me about re redundancy pay and et cetera. And you know, that's family. I shared it with her. And she was just like, you know, is that enough? Is that a lot? And one of the things I said is this, take an example of someone giving you 10K. If someone gives you 10K, by the way, 10K is not what I got. I can 100% put that down there. I may have got more, I may have got less. But let's say someone gives you 10K. 
Is 10K a lot of money? Well, it depends on whether I'm out of work for six days or six weeks or six months <laughs> because 10K means something very different in each one of those scenarios. Um, if I get a job in 10 days or if I get a job in six days, man, 10K? You should have made me redundant yesterday, boy. Um, yep, 100%. Thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> six weeks, it's like, okay. You know, I didn't necessarily go on holiday and blow the bank, but it is what it is. I'm really, really grateful that I was able to get that kind of money. Six months, it's just like, raw 10K. I wish they gave me like 50 because by the time, like if you live in London, especially, I don't live in London, but if you live in London and you pay rent of 2000 and then you pay council tax and then you pay house insurance and then you, oh, sorry, home insurance, car insurance. Um, and then you pay, what else do you pay? Your phone bill, gas and electric, um, Netflix, Spotify, a subscription to the Financial Times, <laughs> whatever it is you pay for, those things add up. If your expenses are two and a half K a month and they paid you 10K and you're out of work for six months, that's two months of deficiency. I'm now 5K in debt, slapping that onto credit cards and I'm having a very, very different experience versus someone who was able to get a job after six days and that 10K is like, dun, 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 dun. And I mean, so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, writing that just made me laugh because yeah, like that is how I thought. That is how I thought. You can ask my wife. I actually, once... They said, okay, this is the redundancy pay. This is what they're going to look like. I did not touch a penny. I don't, have I touched? Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've done some stuff because I've got to live. But um, I didn't touch a penny. And the reason why I didn't touch a penny is because in my mind, I don't know how long that's going to last. So I don't want to make any rash decisions or rash judgments as if to say that money is disposable. Even on bills, I'm like, mm, we can take from the savings pot instead of taking from that pot because I don't know how long that pot is going to have to stretch for. And that can be really triggering. I mean, imagine a safety net is just like, yeah, don't worry. The net is 10 meters. What's the range I could fall? I mean, it could be 10 meters. It could be 150 meters. It could be... Okay. So what if it's over there and your safety net's there? It's no longer safe. I never want that. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's a genuine emergency. Anyway, let's look at time. And I've got a definition here. Time is the fundamental concept that represents the progression of events from the past through the present and into the future. It is often measured in units such as seconds, minutes, days and hours, etc. It is relative to the person and can be experienced differently depending on whether you're looking with regards to physics or philosophy. Man, I love that. Like, I love everything about those words, especially that last sentence. Because the last sentence is critical. We experience time in different ways. And time means something different to many of us. Um, there are a subset of people who have been made redundant. They've been fired. They've been unemployed. And now they're out of work. And they have really, really enjoyed their time off. I'm talking them going back to work was a burden. Because they're like, listen, I was able to do everything. I was able to binge shows. I was able to travel. I was able to eat. I was able to see family. I was able to um, travel the world and do these experiences, etc. And there are others who were just like, I hated every second of it. Because while I was out, 
it was a constant reminder of my inadequacies and my failure and my anxieties and the fact that I'm not where I want to be. So time works relative. That same 24 hours can bring you immense joy and immense pain, dependent on who you are, how you are and your perspective. You know, like that's, that's a real thing, even if it's identical in length. Um, I'm the kind of person that I like a 10 day holiday, 10 days. I feel like a week isn't long. A week isn't long enough and two weeks is too long. Um, 10 days is beautiful. But that's me. Someone else is like 10 days, 10 days. I haven't even started 10 days. I'm, I'm beginning to begin. Know what I mean, I'm just lingering around. I haven't even like, know what I mean, what have we, I've seen the town. Um, I've sat on the resort. I've sat on the beach, etc. Now I'm ready to start my holiday. So someone else, 10 days is torture. They're like, take me back home. Take me home now. I've got 48 hours in this place and I'm done. I remember my wife and I, I don't know why I keep on telling these stories about holiday. My wife and I went to um, Milan. Milan. Um, Milan Malpensa. And... For some reason, for some reason, we did a one-day trip, which means get into the airport at who knows what time, maybe like five, six. Um, was it Milan we went to? Yeah, it was. About five, six, getting there, um, walking around. Oh, uh, no, sorry, the flight, then the transfer into the city, and then going around, eating, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, finishing, Getting the um, getting the coach back to the airport, flying back, and getting back for like one a.m. and then having work the next morning. It was insane. Now, to me, that was more than enough time to see everything we needed to see. So, in terms of my social anxiety, <laughs> in terms of um, me being out and about like that and me being homesick, I loved it. That for me was a great use of time versus somebody else who probably feels that would be the absolute worst thing. I wouldn't want to feel rushed. I wouldn't want to feel any of those things. So, um, and I'm going to slightly move on <laughs> from my holiday because even as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, man, I could go on holiday. I could really, really go on holiday. Why do we feel like we don't have enough time? What is it about careers that makes us feel, and I say us, many of us, makes us feel like time is running away from us. I speak with people who are like, and okay, man, it's just one of those context pods where I'm just going to be oversharing about my history. I'll never forget, right? I'll never forget university. I'm in my third year and I've just finished my last exam. Yeah, man. So sick. Time to turn up, bro. It's going to be crazy. We should link up in the summer. What are you doing? Oh, I'm doing a graduate job at JP Morgan pardon <laughs> a what sorry yeah, yeah yeah okay cool man what about you bro oh uh, yeah i got 10 weeks of goldman sachs <laughs> you yeah i'm working at an accounting firm with my uncle i'm like ha 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 hold, hold on <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> okay everybody slow down everybody slow down how did you get that oh um i did a 10-week paid internship with them last summer last summer yeah 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 yeah. how'd you get that oh i did a spring week with them in my first year Am I, okay <laughs> I, i'll never listen i was losing my mind i said hold on it what are you guys even talking about a spring week what's a spring week and they're like have you never heard of a spring week we spent a, a week working in the i said i spent my summer times 
chilling, like playing around. I'm a gamer, so I was gaming. I was like playing Final Fantasy X for the ninth time. Or I was, you know, I, I, like there, there was such confusion on my face. And if, you, if you'd seen me, you would have probably just been like, poor little Sam. He has no idea what's going on. I didn't know anything about internships. I didn't know anything about graduate jobs. Um, I was hearing that in real time, believing that everybody was at the same level that I was on and that we were moving at the same cadence. And what was happening is that they were making better uses of their time their summer holidays, their Christmas holidays, etc. I was making a terrible use of my time and I felt like time was running away from me. That was devastating. It was like, and I think a lot of that, again, I don't want to blame it on anything, but I think a lot of that was down to um, a lack of knowledge, ignorance. I didn't know what was available. I didn't know the fact that these things even existed. I don't have an uncle who works at Goldman Sachs who could get me an internship or any of that sort of stuff. But also, even the people who I had around me who don't have access, they at least had the information. So yes, fair enough, they would have been up against two and a half thousand other people, but I didn't even know that that was a game we were playing. I was playing a completely different game. That was tough. Um, and that really, really, um, it knocked me because I realized that I'd been wasting so much time. I, I realized that what they were doing in their three years of university and some of the opportunities they were creating was extremely different to the way that I rationalized university. I assumed that it was a time for play as well as a time for learning. They saw it as a time for elevation and a time for opportunity. Same amount of time. But the things that we were able to do with it were very, very different. The things we were able, yeah, correct. <laughs> so why do we feel like we don't have enough time? Reason one, because we're busy. We're busy. Our lifestyles are busy. Um, everybody is busy. Busy is such a, it's such a vanilla word. If you ask me, Sam, how are you? I'm busy. I promise you I am. I am. But it's so, like, it's almost, I, I would probably only put it in the category, or, yeah, I'd put it in the same category as the word good. How are you? Good. You sure? Good. Good could mean great, amazing, fantastic. Like, each one of those are different varies. <laughs> Same thing with busy. How are you busy? And what we find out is, especially when we're job hunting or especially when we're made redundant, you can spend the whole day being busy, but being busy with nothing. Um, you wake up in the morning, which means, you know, you got to get ready and start your day. You brush your teeth, you shower, um, go downstairs, wash the plates from yesterday. Oh, the floor's looking a bit crazy. You hoover, um, put the clothes in the washing machine. They come out, you put them on a the rack. Um, if you have children, you put the, you know, you wash the bottles, you put them in the sterilizer, you get the baby ready. You're, but before you know it, it's 12. You're like, okay, sure. Cool. You say to yourself, I'm just going to watch a couple of episodes of Friends because, you know, I just want to detox. It's been, it's been a busy period. <laughs> here's, here's that word again. It's been a busy period. I just want to relax for a second. So you watch one or two episodes, you forget the fact that they're long episodes. So it's just like, okay, cool. Before you know it, it's four. I'm hungry. You eat, you cook, it's seven. By seven, it's just like, oh my gosh, um, I haven't even done much today. Let me start doing some stuff. So maybe you start applying for jobs from seven to like 8.30. Include procrastination around Instagram and TikTok and all that sort of stuff. Before you know it, it's 9.30, 10. Someone phones you, you're on the phone for an hour, it's 11. Ooh, it's getting late. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to sleep and you wake up and you're busy. You know what I mean? Um, 
lifestyles are busy and unfortunately what will happen is if you give yourself time the things in your life will take that time they will um you will find out that time just gets filled by things and then you ask yourself what have i actually done today not much just things i've been working on things whatever things are catching up on a series home with the kids just things and i'm not saying that each one of those things aren't responsibilities because of course if you're home with your children that is is a valuable thing it's a thing that makes sense but i can also see especially considering that i have been home with my son i can also see how you can let a week go and it's just gone and you ask yourself what have you done this week i've watched a lot of coco melon um, <laughs> picked him up put him down <laughs> changed him a couple of times this happened that happened that happened that happened and I could find excuses for not being a good steward of the time that I had so busy lifestyles you just find yourself busy with stuff stuff and stuff and stuff um, but I want to give you a response that can help you with that um, I love time boxing and I didn't know that there was a thing called Parkinson's Law back when I loved time boxing. I actually, once I started to look this up, found that Parkinson's law, right? Parkinson's law says this, your brain will adjust and flex to the amount of time you allow for a task. So if you go and sit down and say, this thing's going to take you four hours, it will take you four hours. But if you say that it's going to take 40 minutes, it will take 40 minutes. And that's interestingly enough why many of us, um, I say many of us, because I was the worst. Many of us crammed our way through university. Oh my gosh, I've only got 20 minutes left and I've got to do this thing. <laughs> Your brain will flex and adjust to the 20 minutes. Don't get me wrong. That comes at a cost, but that's not to say that it can't be done. And the way that I use that is there are many things which I tell myself will take me three, four, five hours, which I can probably do in one. So by time boxing and setting parameters around my time, my brain will flex and adjust to say, okay, this doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be done. And done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. Why do I say that? Because you can procrastinate over perfect. Perfect will never even really be. You know, you'll spend all of your time being like, I need it to be a bit more left, a bit more right, a bit more this, a bit more that, where um, there's a book from Austin Cleon called Show Your Work. And it speaks exactly about that. You just need to set a time and deliver after that time. These podcasts, right? I know I'm not the best podcaster today. I have no doubt in my mind. I don't believe that I am better than I am. But what I know is that if I keep on doing it time and time again, and I keep showing up and delivering on this, I will eventually get better. So I favor done. As you're listening to this, you'll probably hear there aren't many edits. I'm not taking out my arms. I'm not taking out my, um, like all of these awkward silences are real awkward silences. These are like my brain gets to a place and then stops. And then goes, dun, 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 dun. and then I'm like, Sam. So, and, then it kind of <laughs> and then it kind of kicks off again. I'm not sure if that happens to anybody else, but it happens to me um, in the brain of a mad scientist as, again, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. But I just like the name mad scientist, which is like your mind works in chaos. And to have a conversation, you feel like you need to, um, you need to create almost a stream of consciousness. So if you asked me, Sam, what are your thoughts on the way black foam insulation works? I'll be honest. I have many, many opinions on the way black foam insulation works. But if you were to get it out of me, it needs to like, without it sounding like a big ball of mess thrown at you, I need to structure it. Maybe it's just me. Again, um, 
when I've looked it up, I've seen that many of the symptoms are um, ADHD symptoms or ADD symptoms. I'm not saying that I have any of those. I'm not claiming any of those and saying that that's what I have. I just feel like whenever I speak to people who do have ADHD or um, speak to people in that world, I just feel like we really understand each other. <laughs> I get them. They get me. They do the awkward silences. I do the awkward silences. It just, yeah, listen, they're my people. So if you're one of those people, you're my people as well as people who have been made redundant, of course. Um, where was I even? Time boxing, Parkinson's law. That's exactly where I was. And I've written here that if you give yourself three hours to do a thing, it will take three hours. But if you give yourself 30 minutes to do a thing, it will take 30 minutes. By scheduling your day, even when you're not working, you can still be productive. Don't fall into the trap and tell yourself, well, I mean, I'm, I'm out of a job, which means I don't need to do nine to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, 12 to one, and then take lunch at one to two. That might end up being one of the best things you can do. Time box and say to yourself, between nine and one, I'm only going to do these things. I did something. Um, when did it come? It came two days ago. I bought myself an egg timer, which is literally one of those little, it, it's got the worst beep. It just goes beep, 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 beep. I'm just like, so sorry if you have earphones on and that was really loud, but that's how it is. It's really, really loud to me. So... <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because my podcast producer was like, what in the world is this guy doing? Oh, that's funny. But um, yeah, it makes a really, really loud beeping sound. And the reason why I do it is because I realize that I'm a massive procrastinator. I say to myself, I'll spend two hours on a thing. But if I really look at the time that I spent working on it, getting up, walking up and down the stairs, social media, all that stuff... I probably spent 34 minutes. So my egg timer now, I set it for 30 minutes. You can't leave this chair. You can't open an application. You can't do any of those things until that 30 minutes gets to zero. That will help you so much with your job applications. That will help you so much with your CV writing. That will help you so much with writing cover letters and doing interview and application questions because it will force you to get this thing done in this individual time and you can't move until you get that done. So yeah, man, I spent all day working on this. Actually, based on this timer, I probably spent a cumulative, you know, 67 minutes. That's not really your day, is it? I think I could make a better use of my time by time boxing that into 30 minutes, taking a break, another 30 minutes, taking a break. If I know that I get easily distracted, use that to my advantage rather than allowing it to just roll on. Um, the other reason why we feel like um, we don't have enough time is for many of us, the type of task. You're just doing things that are boring to you. And when you do, okay, so this is a really interesting one. When you do things that you enjoy, you perceive time as faster than when you're doing things that you don't enjoy. You know, I don't know. Again, I'm a gamer. I don't know anybody who feels like, oh man, this game is taking, listen, you six to 10 hours will go and you'll just be in the same position and just be like, oh my gosh, the whole day's gone. When I'm watching anime, or when I, when you're watching like a series that you enjoy, time just disappears. It's the same amount of time. But the type of task that you're doing, CV writing or cover letter writing and watching anime and playing games, same 10 hours, but they can feel like aeons apart. In one of them, you're looking around, you're looking up, you're looking down. The other one, you're locked in, time just slips away. So sometimes you genuinely just need to mix up the tasks that you do to make it feel like it's not as burdensome. 
if you know that you need to do application questions at the same time as a cover letter, then why not do um, one hour here and then 30 minutes, actually knowing me, it will be more 30 minutes here and then an hour here. So an hour watching a program that I like and then another 30 minutes and then an hour doing something else. And you know, by alternating it, I wouldn't say you trick your brain, but you almost give yourself something to look forward to. It becomes excitable because I know I need to do some work and get that stuff done. But actually, I also get the opportunity to enjoy my day and not feel like I've wasted it just doing things I don't enjoy. That is laborious. That is laborious. And if, well, of course, this is for people who who have been made redundant. If you have been made redundant, fired, unemployed, and you're at home a lot, that can end up feeling like, man, I just spend all of my days doing things that I hate again and again. This isn't even fun. I'm wasting all this time, etc. And that's not how it should be. You can switch it up by varying your task. And by varying your task, it varies your day. Um, oh, this one's really good. I even remember writing this. This was good. Another reason why we don't feel we have enough time is perspective. You, my friend, have a flawed sense of linearity. Like what in the world? There may be a direct relationship between the time spent on a thing and the outcome, but not always. So it's easy to assume if I sit down here and I apply to a hundred jobs, by the law of large numbers, a hundred hours spent applying for a hundred jobs will increase my probability of getting a job. That might get me um that might get me 30 responses five interviews and one job offer and that tells me if i if if that all came out of 100 hours if i did a thousand hours it would increase exponentially but what if i said to you rather than a hundred hours on job applications you spent 20 hours focusing on these five job applications which means you increase the quality of your job application, which means you increase your probability of getting an interview and getting called back, which means rather than getting one job offer, you got five job offers because you put more time and more energy into ensuring that the ones that you did put in were good. It's a flawed sense of linearity. It's the belief that just because I do more of it, it it means that more of it's going to come. And that doesn't always happen. You can be patient with yourself. That is okay. I'm not going to apply for this. I'm not. Why? Because it's not for me. I'm not going to introduce ambiguity into my process, which is there's 10 jobs which look good. But if I only apply for 10 jobs, I don't feel like I've done enough today. So I'm actually going to apply for 150 jobs. I'm going to lower my expectations. I'm going to completely color outside the lines and maybe one of them will get back to you. It could. But what if the role that gets back to you is one that you don't like? And now you have to justify within yourself whether you even want to do that role or not. In my next episode, I, I like, I'm going to talk about this a bit. Um, but yeah, what if you realize that it's not what you want and you don't even like it and now you're stuck because you look at the list that you had of the things that you would do and the things that you want to do and the things that you enjoy doing. You look at this role And you're basically trying to fit this circle into a square peg. Yeah, I mean, it could, maybe-ish. I'm not even sure. I don't know. One of the things which I've been reflecting on over the last couple of weeks is I don't ever 
want to put up pictures in my prison cell. What do I mean by put up pictures in a prison cell? I mean, prison is prison, regardless of whether you color the walls and make it red and orange and blue and yellow. And you can justify in your mind that, okay, this isn't necessarily what I want it to be. To be honest, it's very, very different. It meets, but at least it's work. Now that sounds like a first world problem because for someone who can't get a job or someone who isn't working, yes, they can say at least it's work. I'm just saying that there's a difference between priming and preparing for a scenario and personally putting yourself in it. I don't want to put myself in scenarios that I need to justify in my mind that I like. I would prefer to just do something that I enjoy. So if it's possible, if it's possible, go for a job, go for a position, go for a career, go for work that you can enjoy. You might not even enjoy the work, but you might enjoy the learning. You might not enjoy the learning, but you enjoy the people. You might not enjoy the people, but you enjoy the people that you help. That's very different from, I'm going to apply for any job and then I'm going to sit down and justify in my mind why this doesn't tick any of the boxes of the thing which I wanted. It's just something to think about, you know, like you're, you're hundred percent entitled to apply for any role that you want to. Please don't feel like this is me telling you, yo man, don't apply for that job because I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that, um, perspective is everything and a flawed sense of linearity will have you putting up pictures in your prison cell. It will have you in the wrong role. It will have you in the wrong organization justifying, yeah, but don't get me wrong. I know they're racist and I know they don't pay me enough. And I know that they uh, they say they're going to pay me on the 30th, but they haven't paid me in six weeks. And um, I mean, I know that they're stealing my work. And, but I mean, at least, um, at least I can work from home. Cool, man. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure. And I think that probably leads on to like wider questions about the value that you place on yourself. Do you feel like that's an environment where you can grow? Because it's wrong to assume that seed grows in every soil. The right seed in the wrong soil will not grow. And you want to grow. You're my tribe, you're my people. I know that we don't want to leave an organization. We've been made redundant. And now we go into a place that we feel like we have to accept instead of a place where we can achieve and a place that we can thrive. Not a place that, well, a job is a job. No, a place where I can make an active contribution and I can do good, valuable work, which is interesting, which challenges me, which I genuinely enjoy. That's the kind of work that we're looking for if we even entering back into that system. Because for some people, this is it. They've been made redundant. It stung them, it burnt them, or they've got this entrepreneurial flair and they're just like, you know what? No offense. I don't ever think I'm going back. I'm done. That's okay as well. Anyone's fine. Time off can clear your mind. It can. Um, time is something that with the right perspective will allow you to make better decisions. I don't want you because I don't want myself to be so caught up with time or the time that we're wasting, or the fact that we're not in a career today, that we miss it. Alex Hormozy, who's one of my um, one of my entrepreneurial heroes, he says something. He says, we need to get to a stage where we think in decades instead of days. And what he's essentially alluding to is the fact that if you think short term, 
and you say to yourself, I've been out of work for 12 weeks, it's really easy for you to miss the bigger picture. In the grand scheme, being out of being out of work for 12 weeks is not the end of the world. In those 12 weeks, maybe you've done an online course. Maybe you've reconnected with friends and family. Maybe you were able to catch up on sleep. Maybe, you were, maybe you're in a better position than you were when you were a zombie working at your previous role. So don't necessarily feel like just because, oh my gosh, I'm off time. I'm wasting time. I'm wasting time. You know, no money's going into my pension. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. Well, no, maybe actually this is really, really useful. It's a good use of time. And in the grand scheme, that was time that was necessary for what your next step is. So let's think in decades instead of days. In a 40 year career, no one's going to care that you took four months off. No one is. Why did you take four months off? I can't even remember. Four months, what's that? Four out of 12, four out of 480. Just like, who even cares? Who even cares? And I want you to feel like that. Not, I'm not, not, I don't care about the time I'm spending, but I want you to feel in yourself, you know what? I have spent time on this thing, rightfully or wrongfully. What matters today is what I do with my next hour, with my next day, with my next week, with my next month. You're not running out of time. You're perfectly fine. I know that you'll find valuable work that will serve you and where you'll be able to serve other people. I know you will. And I have to believe that you will because I'm on the same journey and I want to do the exact same thing. So this one was a bit different. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm still figuring out who I want to be as a podcaster. At first, it was very much woe is me. Now it's very much like I want to impart and impact and encourage you. So you know that being in work, being out of work, you're really, really good. I mean, I got fired last week. But I'm okay. I know I know you will be too. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, my name is Samuel Remeran. I am your host. This is the I Got Fired Last Week podcast. And I guess I'll see you real soon. Peace and blessings.